Welcome, America, to our show. It's Respawn Empire 108. We're the kick-ass irreverent gaming podcast with three lifelong friends together to talk about video games. I'm Chad Michael Ennis. That is Holden. What is this app popping up on my screen? Get out of here. Not now. I'm confused what's happening here. Is it like a Boy Scouts thing? What's going I don't, on? I started singing a tune, and now that's the tune of our show. I'm Chad Michael Ennis. <laughs> That's Holden DePardo. Hello. And you are you, and that's why we love you. And we are going to talk about so much having to do with video games. You can't tell right now, but I'm doing like airport sign language with my arms. Even Holden can't really tell because he only sees my chest and torso. Uh, (laughs) Chest is not part of the torso. Fun fact, especially if you have mirror shield boobs. Call back to 107. We've got a lot to talk about today, including a ton of VR headsets. We've got uh, some free games that we're going to talk about, some Devil May Cry news. But first, we're going to talk about patreon.com slash respawn aim fire. That's right. We did it. We have a way for you to support (laughs) us monetarily. Um, If you enjoy our content and you just want to tell us that with money, you can do that. And if you donate $1 or more, can you donate less than a dollar? Can you donate like 50 cents? Is that a thing? I don't think you can. Well, if you find a way to break the system and you donate 50 cents, you get nothing except for our love. And we get like 10 cents after credit card fees. So, <laughs> <laughs> But if you donate a dollar or more, you get a lot of cool perks. And by that, I mean three in particular. You get to help choose our barf games in the future. You get to help... Uh, be delighted with joy at yourself when you get a cool wallpaper for your devices and you get to play with us are you listening on this the day it first comes out on tuesday oh my god great tonight we're playing borderlands come play with us borderlands 2 ps4 join our community if you're not a part of our private respawn name fire patrons community go request access to that we'll approve you if you match up we're gonna cross-reference those lists don't you everybody out there being like i'm not gonna pay the buck but i'm still gonna request access you'll get denied I see you. <laughs> I see you. Um, there aren't many people to double check with. It's like, in the list? Let me check this extensive list. Yeah. Yeah. I glanced. Thank you the list. to all of our patrons <laughs> who came out in droves within 24 hours last year. You guys yeah. are wonderful. You're Everyone here, by the way, we've mentioned this a couple of times. Everyone here is a lifelong friend. You're all great. And then some of you are lifelong friends who like to give us money. Um, why do you give us money so that we can do all sorts of cool shit, like buy equipment for video stuff. We can go to places like E3 and PAX and, uh, to help us get new games so that we can stay more relevant for you and your earballs. But enough about our ads. We're going to jump into some Microsoft quest log. What? Microsoft has news for the first time in weeks and quicks. They really do. This is a great story too. This is hysterical. I think I just breathed for the first time in two hours. <laughs> <laughs> This is a cool story, and by cool, I mean I debated whether or not I should ask you to put this in there because these are so hilarious. Oh, I'm just desperate to talk about this. Great, wonderful. It's incredible. Microsoft's official examples of, quote, acceptable trash talk are a joy <laughs> from Luke Plunkett at Kotaku. Uh, so Microsoft published these guidelines for like how you should talk and behave on Xbox Live when playing games with other people, and they have a list of... Of unacceptable trash talk, as well as a list of acceptable. Actually, I'm going to reverse those because that's how they had it in the article. They have like, these are the cool things you could say. And then they're like, these are not cool ways to say these same things. I just want to read through a few of these. Like uh, the first one, acceptable trash talk is, get destroyed. Can't believe you thought you were on my level. 
the unacceptable trash talk is get sexual threat. Can't believe you thought you were on my level. I racked my brain for like a good seven or eight minutes trying to figure oh, out what? what that threat was. Yes. I couldn't. Is it, is it get fucked? I think is it's get it fucked. For the longest time yeah. I was like, is it get bent? Is bent sexual? What does bent mean? And then I looked up a whole bunch of stuff and apparently Bart Simpson has been saying get bent for a while. I was like, that can't be sexual then. I was like, what is it? I think it's get fucked. I think my favorite is like everything about this one isn't bad except for the profanity part. It's, Hey, profanity, that was some serious potato aim. <laughs> Get wrecked, trash. <laughs> Everything else about that's totally, like, cartoony. But but you could ex- you can make that acceptable by taking out a couple of things. Like, if you take out, yeah. hey, profanity, or the word trash at the end, and you just say, that was some serious potato aim. Get wrecked. <laughs> <laughs> but So here's what's funny about it. And I, I love that Microsoft's doing this because... It's important to set an example. Yeah. It is. And it's humorous. It's tongue-in-cheek. It totally is. But just the thought of someone going, dude, did you just tell me to? I have serious potato aim and I should get wrecked? I'm done. I'm not playing this game anymore. Like, he got me. <laughs> he told me I had potato aim. <laughs> oh, man. Man, he told me I was a game potato. That's just too much. This is one uh, that is radically different. The acceptable version. Cheap win. Come at me when you can actually drive without running cars off the road. That's acceptable. Unacceptable. Cheap win. Totally expected from a racial slur. Not okay, you guys. <laughs> Thank you, Microsoft, for pointing that out to us. Only reason you went positive was you spent all game camping. Try again, kid. That's a good one. Versus KYS kid. I had to look up KYS kid, and I already forgot what it meant. Oh, kill yourself. Yeah, don't do that. Yeah, don't do that. Uh, yeah, so that's a, that's a fun little article. You can feel free to go read those. Expect to hear a lot of the acceptable versions of those if you play Borderlands with us tonight. <laughs> oh, God, I can't wait. I'm going to memorize all of those. <laughs> Next up on Microsoft's I just Quest watch, I just really want you to say at one point, though, go get sexual threat. Can't believe you <laughs> thought you were on my level. Just say that exactly verbatim. Go get sexual threat. Well, I'm going to say get bent. and then make, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Thinking it's really bad. What does get bent even mean, though? What does it mean? Because I didn't really find an uh, answer. I don't know. Just means screw off, I guess. I don't know. From, But it doesn't like have, like, I couldn't find an origin. To me, it was like, oh. it was like fucking A. You know, fucking A doesn't actually mean anything. Like, the A doesn't stand for asshole or, or awesome. Do we know for sure that Bart Simpson is the first character to have said no. that phrase? Okay. Assuming it is, a person in the writer's room is just like, get bent one day, and then they're like, dude, eat all right, my that's shorts. Say. Never lay yeah. a finger on my butterfinger. Well, eat, eat my shorts is from uh, Breakfast Club. Doesn't, doesn't Bart Simpson say it, though? Yeah, but he got that from Breakfast Club. Bart Simpson's not in the Breakfast Club. In the Breakfast Club. I know. Club. In the Brexit Club. Would you no, rather in, breakfast in... or Brexit? <laughs> <laughs> Brexit Club. <laughs> Same exact movie, though. Nothing's different. It's just called the Brexit Club. Yes. Let's move on. Microsoft's Project X Cloud streaming service moves to take-home phase. This is from Vicky Blake at Eurogamer. Do you remember Ricky Lake? Very different person, I assume, than Vicky Blake. Uh, Phil Spencer says on Twitter, quote, Congrats to Project xCloud team for completing their take-home take release. Excited to get feedback from our internal teams ahead of public trials later this year. Pick.twitter.com slash UN1T8MGOD4. That O is a zero, pretty, by the way. 
first off, congratulations to them. That's great. That's an accomplishment. Woo! Second of all, I thought they were releasing this year. They are releasing for trials. Like there will for be a trials, public but, beta this year. Yeah, yeah. But I thought they were like releasing, releasing this year, and like the no. beta was in the f- summer or something like that. I don't know why I was under that impression. That I think is Stadia's timeline. That is Stadia's timeline. I knew that, but I thought like last year when they announced it, they said it's coming next year. But I guess you're right. I guess they did say public betas. Yeah, next year. They're they're behind. So either they're behind Google Stadia, or they're being more honest, or. This is a next gen thing, and next gen is launching. Yeah. Unfortunately, oh, I just meant like year. Stadia's going to launch, and it's basically a beta. They're just going to oh, launch yeah. it without calling it beta. Like Microsoft's being honest and saying it's actually just a beta. Yeah, we'll I wonder what they're. We don't. We obviously don't know, but I wonder what they're like to be part of the public beta. What do you have to do? You probably have to be part of the Xbox Insider program. Probably, yeah. I, I think it's one of those things of if you're going to be able to do this, you probably already know. Otherwise, there'd be like a sign-up link somewhere. I'm saying. sure you don't know that. They haven't even announced the dates, Holden. God damn, this is my jam. Party yeah, till I the a.m. Think you're in the insider program. You know you're in the insider program. You know the deal. This is what Microsoft always does. You're an insider program. You're so, gonna get it. But if if someone on the inside or someone on the Xbox Insider program, which is not hard to be a part of the Xbox Insider program, that's true. If someone got that invitation, they would have told someone, and I'm sure plenty of people on gaming outlets, we would know that information. No, I'm not saying I'm not saying that they like actually have gotten something from Microsoft. Just saying like they're the insider program. They know they're gonna get it. That's how it works. Not like they've gotten anything official. It's like you know it's gonna happen. We don't fight on this podcast. That, so we're going to move on. consider that a fight, but okay. I was about to bust your head in two pieces. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well we can't fight over the next story because it's just so great if it's true that... New Microsoft patent over. reveals Braille controller for visually impaired gamers. This is from Imran Khan at Game Informer, who I feel like we have 100 stories from every single time. You have a crush on yeah, Imran Khan. Yeah, Patent includes back touchpad that can output Braille characters, voice to Braille for in-game chat, and back paddles like an Elite controller. I think this is an awesome idea. I think this is so dope. There are a couple of cool things. If you if you aren't aware, there are already really, really expensive pieces of technology that you can plug into like your computer. And it will line by line of like an article that you're reading. It will have Braille appear on a Braille appear for that line on a strip and you can read it. But to have that in something as compact as a controller, because those dots have to like constantly be moving to adjust for the letters of the words. I think that's super cool. I don't know how much this would ever cost, but it'd be expensive, but it make a world of difference to the, to someone who would benefit from it. Absolutely. Voice to and Braille for in-game chat seems like it's impossible to keep up with, but I don't know how fast people read Braille. Oh, it can it's it's fast. As fast as fast. hearing it? What about people know, overlapping? I've seen, I've seen some people reading Braille before and their finger was going across the page pretty quickly. Like faster than I could read a book. Gotcha. I was actually I was very impressed. But uh, what I think is cool about the story is that we kind of we've talked been talking about accessibility on the podcast the past kind of few weeks with the whole Sekiro thing, and I mentioned that Companies like Microsoft have to do this kind of thing. Like it's it, they have this controller is something that no developer could do if it's if it's real, right? And I really think it sounds actually kind of plausible. 
Um, so it's just good to see that hopefully Microsoft is going that direction even more so than just one adaptive controller because they could have just left it at that. But if they're making a Braille controller, like they're taking it seriously. And it gets me excited about what other stuff they're going to do in software and things like that. They're going to make it easier for developers. I'm excited about that because I think that could really push the rest of the in- industry to actually start taking this seriously. Yeah, I love it. For anyone who's like back paddles on the like on the elite controller, what does that have to do with anything? If you're not familiar with how to type in Braille, um, there's an accessibility feature on iPhone. I assume there's something similar you can download for Android, but you do it by holding the device in front of you like a tiny steering wheel, and then you move your fingers like you face the screen away from you, and you move your fingers. There's a six button thing or an eight button depending on your preference, and your fingers are typing on either side of it. Look it up; it's cool. And that's what those would be used for, to write Braille using those paddles. All right. That's it for Microsoft. That's a lot of good Microsoft news. There's no bad Microsoft yeah. news. I mean, to be fair, the, What's the going on? Braille controller is a rumor, but... Oh, it's a patent that was filed. Yeah, it's a patent. Um, but, um, Which means it could never come true if Microsoft is a piece of shit. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of piece of shit, didn't you play Days Gone? <laughs> Hey, I would not. To be clear, I, 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 I don't into, think it's a piece of shit. Either. We're moving into yeah, playtime. Yeah. Uh, we were talking about games we played this week. Days Gone is not a piece of shit game. It's not. I just wanted a segue. It's a fine game. It's fine. Well, I was looking at the three games here: Days Gone, Cuphead, or Borderlands Two. Like, <laughs> one of those three games were a piece of shit. It's definitely not. Holden, think about how you portray yourself to the world on social media, your public persona, and think about whether that is going to help elevate you as like a good person and a role model. Or whether that's going to make you the villain. And uh, uh, I want you to think about your actions and the words that you say. And then remember all those times that I talked about kitty porn on <laughs> in, a, in a bad way. To be clear, kitty porn's bad. Just like that guy. To be clear. <laughs> Just like that guy. His things Chad said earlier have been questionable. It. He has to make a clear definitive <laughs> statement right now. <laughs> but Dave's gone. Uh, to answer your question, though, I want to be villainous. That's, that's what I want to be. Right. So, Speaking of villains... Tune in at the end of the episode for hashtag names for creating. Oh, teaser. What? Oh. Yeah, I played Days Gone some more. I've put in over 25 hours. I don't know the exact count oh, anymore. Wow. Um, so at 16, you were kind of saying, I don't know if I'm going to keep playing this too much. And then you put nine more hours. In. Yeah, and then I put about so nine So you're liking more it more. Um, I'm assuming you're liking it more. I liked it. And as I kind of explained again, clear, last week. We don't week, think this game is a piece of shit. Right. Just to be clear. Yeah. Just to be, to be totally clear, clear, I have never had sex with a child. Just to be clear, just to be clear, <laughs> most guys would rate me an 8 or 9 out of 10. And I'm available to any interested men who want to get my number after the show. Sorry, I what started... That? That's from Sunny in Philadelphia, the Dayman musical episode. Oh, I'm totally forgot about that it's the episode where they actually put on the musical no i remember that episode i don't remember yeah. that line though that's d's song where she has to sing she, first of all she sings a song like little boy tiny boy baby boy i need you and then it's to the little boy who's played by nancy goes "Ooh, oh and then at the end she writes her own song she's like just to be clear i have never had sex with a child because she doesn't want people <laughs> <laughs> that's right and charlie's in the wings is going God, that show's so funny. I started singing that song and I had to finish it. It's so short. Shut up. Days Gone. Let's finally fucking talk about Days Gone. I was singing on this episode too. (gasps) I forgot you're singing on this episode. 
Oh, should I not have reminded you? Oh, because no. you didn't put it in the notes at all. All right. <laughs> I didn't. <know. laughs> but I do have it marked on YouTube and everything. I'm going to. Great. Day's gone, damn it. Let's fucking finally talk about it. Uh, so I put in an extra. <laughs> that was the longest time to talk about that game. <laughs> I put in almost. I'm not going to talk about it anymore. Shut up. <laughs> I'm, t- I'm telling you, I'm trying to be a villain. <laughs> Villain. I played an extra nine or ten hours of this game. What game again? To remind our audience what game we're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) There's a quote. No, stop. We're not going to get off topic. I played Days Gone. (laughs) Days fucking gone. (laughs) I almost did it. I almost got you off track again. All right, let's talk about Days Gone this time. Okay. Um. Uh, so it is uh, more of the same more of the same impressions that I got last time and I didn't see an end in sight and it was just keep, keep it on going the mechanics are fine Um, I don't feel like I'm encouraged to do anything with any of the like oh I get cool new weapons or I get cool new abilities and I don't feel like I'm encouraged to do them because the throwing a rock to distract them, sneaking up and stabbing them is is as effective late game as it is early game. So there's no reason for me to try anything new or do anything different with the other game mechanics. And um, I encountered my first new enemy in probably 20 hours. It was like what's supposed to be like this really terrifying super uh, freaker. And... Uh, like there's a whole story mission about it. I get to the plane, this cargo plane, and there's a super freaker there, and I was able to just sneak up behind it and stab it and take it out in one hit. And I was like, <laughs> "Well, if that's what I have to look forward to." Fucking that reminds great. me of something else that pissed me off recently. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so that was that's. I decided I've seen enough of this game to form an opinion, and I don't feel like playing the other thirty hours that it's going to take to finish it. I don't feel connected enough to it. But I got a good 25 hours out of it, and I don't regret the time I played. Okay. And then I beat Cuphead. Oh! Not only did I finally finish those three bosses that I had so much trouble with on Xbox, beat that fucking dragon. Um, but then I uh, realized that there are, it, that was not the key to the final boss. That was the key to Dice Man, or Mr. Dice, or Mr. fucking Die Head. I don't know, um, which was a really cool battle because it's like I don't know if you I don't I don't want to spoil the battle, um, but I beat that after about an hour, and then the final boss, the devil, I uh, spent literally like three hours straight, just laying in my bed on Saturday fighting this boss over and over and over and over and over and over and over, getting like so close over and over and over, and then I beat it with a perfect score. Full health, like perfect score, great time, all the parries, all that shit. But, so yes, yes, I beat it. I'm wonderful. I'm amazing. Woohoo! And then when a patch comes out, I'm going to have all of those achievements on my Xbox as well. But what I also thought was really cool, thank you. That's all I really wanted. We can end the podcast now. (laughs) What I really loved is there was actually a patch that came out for the game on Switch and Xbox a few weeks ago that added some secret versions of bosses 
Like, for instance, the first boss, like the garden vegetable boss, where it's a potato and then an onion and then a carrot. Um, when you get to the second part, if you, when the onion comes out, if you don't shoot it, if you shoot it normally, then the onion starts crying and all the obstacles fall down from the top, like teardrops. But if you don't shoot the onion at all and you just stand still, then the onion smiles, disappears, and then a little radish pops up to make it difficult. And the radish is always constantly going across the bottom of the screen tracking you. So there's like extra ways you could do this. And there's one for like the theater level later. Uh, and there, So there's a few like secret versions of these bosses with alternate endings. I think it's super dope. I can't wait to find the rest of those. And um, then I played some Borderlands 2. <laughs> Holden and I started Borderlands 2. If you're playing along with us, if yes. you're a Patreon subscriber and you, act, you want to actually play with us, we are going to be doing everything starting from Sanctuary. Sanctuary is like the main hub city that you get to in the game, uh, and it's about two hours into the game, or an hour and a half if you speed run. Or, um, but that's where we'll be meeting up with everyone. So we got to Sanctuary and quit, and then we can't wait to play with everyone. I'm playing as the Necromancer. Holden's playing as the... Soldier. Uh, it's not the Soldier. What's it called? It's called the Soldier the in the first guy. one. The Gun Guy. He's the gun, gun guy. guy. He's the Gundam. Guns. No, actually, there is a guy. It's, I'm a commando or something like commando that. Commando sounds right. Yeah. No, because there is, now that I think about it, there is a gun guy. There's the gun zerker, like yeah. The gun zerker, yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm not him. Right. To be clear. Just I'm to be clear. Holden has never had sex with a child. Just to be clear. <laughs> <laughs> Most guys would rate him an 8 or 9 out of 10. That. Um, that's, that's what I played this week. Holden, what did you play this week? You've got two games on here. <laughs> um, it was a joke. It's Job Simulator and School Simulator because I was working and going to school all week. Um, but my semester is over this week. This is the last week, and I have a big project for work that I'm dealing with. So it's a big week. After this, I can play games again. So next week, I can't wait to talk to you about Days Gone because I actually do want to play Days Gone. Oh, my God. Sorry. I just uh, uh, I bent down to pick up the water pitcher off the floor. And then I had a muscle cramp in my abs while I did it. And then on my way up, my headphones got caught in my microphone and I couldn't get up. But the cramp was like, you have to get up right now. Oh, That's like the first world version of 127 hours. <laughs> I got to cut my arm off with a pocket knife. Oh, shit. No, I got to put this in the microphone. Hold on. Uh, sorry. You, you are going to play Days Gone. I am going to play Days Gone. So the weekend, I have nothing to do uh, outside of uploading a bunch of stuff to YouTube. Um, you boob which i guess we haven't talked about that we're having all of our content on youtube uh pending me doing it so when, when that happens. uh yeah don't uh, don't everybody go at once looking for for this episode on youtube uh, no no we're, we're posting them like from the beginning yeah yeah all the way up to the most recent episode so it'll be like a little while before the current episodes are on youtube and it's to be clear episode. just to be clear <laughs> i have never had sex <laughs> with a child um i'm changing the name <laughs> no don't you dare don't you dare. We'll get taken off iTunes so fast. Um, no, I'm not I'm not changing the full thing. I'm just saying just to, what our title is going to be and then just to be clear in the front of it. Nice. It's going to happen. Um, we have to. It's just going to be it's just going to be the audio of the show with some artwork on there. It's not going to be video of us, but we want people to be able to to find us like them youngins who do everything on YouTube nowadays and if they want to listen to podcasts on YouTube, great. <clears throat> oh, Holden. Just to be clear. Let's talk about our fetch quests. These are uh, just headlines, basically. Not much meat to them, so these are our fetch quests. Let's go through them. Yeah. 
So I'll start off here. We have uh, the new Call of Duty has been confirmed by Activision. And it's going to be revealed before the end of June, which is what they said in an earnings call. Um, Surprise! Like Surprise! <laughs> call of Duty this year. Uh, Pokemon Pass is an app that's coming out. It's separate from Pokemon Go. Chad, do you actually know more about this? I have probably no idea. This is literally the first time I'm hearing of it, and I'm looking oh, in the really? app store okay. right now. What is Pokemon Pass? <laughs> so basically, it's like a rewards kind of thing. Um, I'm actually what? pulling up the article right now to pull up what it's doing. I honestly thought you were going to explain it, so I didn't put a note in there. Um, Get a legendary Pokemon. There you go. You found it. It's in, uh, but it's in Pokemon Sun or Ultra Sun. Does anyone even play that? <laughs> uh, if this was, does this have Pokemon Go integration, or is it just like the regular games? I'm going to read the store description. Add a little Pokemon fun to your next trip. To your next trip to the store. Add a little Pokemon fun to your next trip to the store with Pokemon Pass. Got it. See what's in store with Pokemon Pass. Uh, Pokemon Pass connects you with great Pokemon reward activities when you visit participating retailers in your area. Sign in with your free Pokemon Trainer Club account. Then you get notified of upcoming events at a store near you. When you visit a store, use your phone's camera to scan a code to unlock a gift, such as in-game items for Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu or Pokemon Let's Go Eevee or Pokemon photo stickers for your camera. To use the app, you'll need to enable location services and grant permission for the app to use your phone's camera. You'll also need a free Pokemon Trainer Club account, which you can create on Pokemon Pokemon.com. Add a little Pokemon to your fun. Add a little Pokemon fun to your next trip to the store with Pokemon Pass. Interesting idea. Annoying issue. For all those having login issues, make... Oh, sorry. That one's a review. Um. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I still don't get it, though. What's the app? We're having login problems. Um, Yeah, it's... You just open up the app and you kind of get Pokemon stuff? That's kind of the gist of it. No, it's... It's at a physical retailer. I know, but you open up the app, you get Pokemon stuff. That's like you have the app to get Pokemon stuff. So this is the kind of the next step. It's an excuse to buy things at Target. In you know, you know how they used to be like or to go to every Target. month you get a new legendary in Pokemon Sun and Moon, and sometimes it was just a code that they gave you. Sometimes it was visited participating GameStop, and you'll get a code there to enter into your goddamn. I, I feel like really did that. you didn't know they did that. Yeah, um, I assume this is just the the next generation of that. Interesting. Interesting. That's nice. Speaking of the next generation, we have the next generation of PlayStation Plus free games and Xbox Live Gold games, and that is way better on the PlayStation side this month. Oh <laughs> so yeah, much, so much better. Uh, they have Overcooked and Edith Finch, both games I have. But if you don't have them, they're fantastic games to get yes. especially overcooked overcooked's fun af and then what remains of edith finch is one of the best indie games this generation but if you're lucky enough to have an xbox not a playstation you get marooners and golf club 2019 featuring pga tour yeah Ooh. and if you have 360 you get earth defense force insect armageddon and the best for last comic jumper and also, if you have Xbox One, every Xbox Live, Xbox Live games with gold for 360 is backwards compatible. So you get all yeah. four of those. Uh, yeah, that's a, that's a shit lineup. Yeah, it really is. It's, I think might be one of the worst I've ever seen. This past month uh, for April was the first month that we didn't have like the PS Vita and the PS3 games included in the PlayStation Plus ones. And I went to go redeem them because it was, it was The Surge, which everyone should play if you're a fan of Dark Souls and sci-fi um and then 
Conan Exiles. And so I went to go redeem it, but I forgot that it was... And I saw there were only two games. I was like, what's going on? What's up? What? This is so much easier to just hit the redeem button on these two. But I feel like I'm empty. It's weird. It's weird. Epic acquires... Is it... Psionics. Psionics, okay. Of course, it's uh, Psionics. And will remove... uh, Rocket League from the sale on Steam later this year is the uh, article headline. However, that's not true. Um, that was a misreport based on an odd phrasing on Epic's part, which was basically saying we're buying Psychonics and we're gonna Psionics. have Psionics. We're gonna have Rocket League available on Steam throughout the summer until it comes out in the fall on Epic Game Store. Which made it seem like they're taking it off of Steam. They clarified they're not taking it off of Steam. It'll be available on both platforms. I love support both platforms. I love that of all of the outlets that reported on this, you purposefully chose the one that reported it with an incorrect headline. Oh, that's just the first one that I saw. <laughs> so I just stuck with it. Nice. Um, yeah, way to go, Matt. I Wales also from catch Eurogamer. these stories usually as soon as they happen. So. Because of uh, Feedly, I use that app nonstop. So I usually see stories within like a half hour of them posting. The fuck is that app? Feedly. Feedly, Seymour! So I got to it before you even saw it, Chad. Suddenly, Seymour! <laughs> and this is very new. Uh, original Devil May Cry game is coming to Switch this summer. Woo! I hope with zero upgrades or modifications. I hope it's just the PS2 game with all the PS2 button prompts in it still. <laughs> so when they say X and you hit the Switch's X button, which is a different button than the regular X button. It's the cross button, Chad. Cross, cross. Chris, cross. Um, yeah, I probably won't get that. No, I won't either. But some people are very excited about it. Devil May Cry... <sighs> Devil May Cry 5, though, that's a dope fucking game that I think anyone who's interested in action games should get. But it's not coming to Switch. Jump into Sony's Quest Log. Wait a minute. Every segment this episode was supposed to be Ryan's blank. But we forgot. We'll do it next time. Oh, no. Uh, Sony Quest Log. Sony announces upcoming State of Play for May 9th. This is their number two. Uh, continuing the title of this, this is a very long title, we'll showcase Medieval, a brand new title, and more. This is from Jordan Biazzo at Game Rank- yes. Ranks? Game Ranks? I've never heard of that Game publication. Ranks, yeah. Probably I have. I don't know. But anyway, PlayStation I've- has a message that says, Hi all! Excited to share that State of Play will return for a new episode next Thursday, May 9th at 3pm Pacific Time, West Coast, Best Coast. It'll be a quick show, around 10 minutes, but we've got some PS4 updates we couldn't wait to share with you. PlayStation Worldwide Studios will be showing off an extended look at Medieval, as well as a first look at a new title. And we'll have other updates and announcements from upcoming PS4 games. One note, don't expect any updates relating to our next generation plans this time. Sorry. Uh, interesting that it's 10 minutes long. I think they got the message that the first was a little long-winded. <laughs> uh, I was listening to Kind of Funny Games Daily today, and it's interesting that it's 10 minutes long and also features a new look at a first title. It features an extended look at... Did I say new look at a first title? I think I did. A first look at a new yeah. title, an extended look, look at Medieval, at and other games and out- updates and stuff like that, Like, and that's 10 minutes of content. Like... Extended look apparently is not going to be very extended. No, I mean the the it'll be a minute and a half trailer of medieval. But that's not an extended look. 
It'll be something short. It'll be surprisingly short. You know what it's going to be? It's going to be this. Nine and a half minutes of medieval. A 27-second sizzle reel of a bunch of indie games. And then a three-second title screen, Metroid Prime 5. Boom. (laughs) (laughs) That, or they show this, like, really cool, like, close-up of a bloody tool. And then it says, like, shadows die three times. And then, like, it cuts away. Yep. 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 That's also what's going to happen. Thrice. Shadows die thrice. Thrice. No, it's going to say three times. Shadows die. Put your phone in rice. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. It rhymes with thrice. Um. Uh, a little interesting note here is that they purposely put in this thing about next gen consoles. They've never talked. They've only had one of these before. They've never talked about next gen on one of these. But they said, "Don't expect any updates relating to our next gen plans this time." Mm-hmm. So it's possible that they'll use this to talk about next gen stuff oh, at some point. My God, wouldn't it be dope? If wouldn't it be it? dope if we were married? When was the first one? It was like. Not even a month ago. It was right. April. Yeah, it was April. I feel like I'm gonna. We'll find out. I'm I'm googling Chad's it. Chad's looking it up. Yeah, Chad's looking it up. But the point is that the first one was very recent. The second one, about about a month away. What if they just dropped one in the middle of E3? Like we're not gonna have a presence at E3, but we're just gonna drop a state of play that talks about next gen stuff during E3. You're a state of play. How dope would that be? Um, I feel like if they're going to do it, they're going to do it like a week beforehand or two weeks beforehand. No, they should do it right in the middle and just like shut everyone down. Be awesome. It was April 3rd. Do it. Yeah. So every, every month or so. April So maybe 3rd. they'll do like, they'll do like the first week of June. In the first week of June before E3 happens, they'll, they'll have one. Yeah. Right during Dub Dub. Very, and that's when you're talking about big stuff. Baked stuff like potatoes, twice baked potatoes, thrice baked potatoes. (laughs) Shadows die thrice. No, it's shadows die three times. I just like it because it's longer. (laughs) Shadows die, put your phone in rice, baked potatoes. Sekiro, shadows die, put your phone in rice. (laughs) Hey, you know, Asian countries love rice, big staple of their diet. All right, we're going to move on now. So, third party quest log. I just realized, did we there, did we not talk about the Sonic trailer last week? Did it happen after? We oh no, we definitely talked about it. You did? Okay. Oh wait, no, maybe it was a tweet. People reacted to us hating it. It was just a tweet. You're right. You're right. Yeah. We did not talk about it on the podcast. This is a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually looking forward to it. I'm being serious because okay. it looks so bad. Oh, that's right. You're I one of those people that loves bad movies. It. I love bad movies. If anyone hasn't seen The Room, I highly recommend it because it's so terrible. It's enjoyable. I've seen it over a dozen times. And the Sonic movie just looks like it could be that bad. I was in tears laughing when Sonic the Hedgehog just says, so I guess I'm here to save your planet or something. <laughs> I just lost it because it's such a terrible line. Awful. And I can't. I, I really hope it's just a movie filled with lines like that. And well, really you can do. tell the first line that he says in the trailer is just a really awful meow. Yeah. God <laughs> damn yeah. it! I'm not looking forward to this movie. But part of part of what I find so laughable about this movie, definitely not the the lion's share of it, but what I find so awful about this movie is. The design of Sonic, because he has 
He looks oddly human in shape. He has a human mouth and teeth, which is weird. Um, but everyone on Twitter said they hated it. So the director said, you know what? Quote, thank you for the support and the criticism. The message is loud and clear. You aren't happy with the design and you want changes. It's going to happen. Everyone at Paramount and Sega are fully committed to making this character the best he can be. Hashtag Sonic Movie. Hashtag Gotta Fix Fast. Wrench emoji. Peace emoji. I don't want to be mean here, but thank you for the support and the criticism. I, what support? Did I, was anyone like, man, Sonic Movie, can't, can't wait besides me right now. Steven but. Dutzman from EF Gaming said... Really? Very pumped about I'm it? I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> yes. And there's one other person. I don't remember who it was. But overwhelming majority of people are saying yeah, yeah. this. Is I, I hadn't awful. heard many people saying. Uh, what an accomplishment that if they come, if they pull through, because this releases in November, that's in like six months. If they're able to completely take the main character and redesign them, redesign them and put them back in the movie the same way, like, all right. Maybe what it is is Sonic is in the movie as much as Godzilla was in the most recent Godzilla movie. He's only in it for like eight minutes, so it's not really going to take him that long. You know what is a crime about who was not in that movie longer? Brian Cranston. Brian Cranston (laughs) was all of those previews. Brian Cranston's amazing. Spoiler alert. He's in that movie for like six seconds, and then he dies. And then fucking jacked hot dude from Super Hot, not Super Hot, from Super, not Super Bad. What's that movie with the superheroes that he's in? Kick-Ass. Kick-Ass. Kick-Ass, right, yeah. Uh, yeah, and then he takes over the rest of it, and he's not nearly as good as Brian Cranston, but the dude's ripped as fuck. Hashtag goals. <laughs> so, Great. yeah, go back to Sonic movie. <laughs> um, I'm honestly more excited hearing this, because, like, oh, man, and they're going to have to change all the CGI in a few months? Oh, boy, this is going to be great. No, no, it's going to be awful. I'm excited. It's going to be awful. I might pre-order a ticket. Do it. If you have the AMCA list, you can pre-order your ticket as soon as they go live, and you don't have to pay for it because it's part of your subscription. We're now going to move on to another part of our third party devoted completely this week to VR, virtual reality, for those of you who have been living in a shoebox. Shoebox, shoe <laughs> Happy Monday, everybody. Can I just make a tangent for a second? Because you just mentioned yeah. living in a shoebox. I think I met someone this week who legitimately lives under a rock. I like this person. Patrick Starr. Person. No. From SpongeBob. Um, not them. Him. I mentioned three movies to them, and they, had, they hadn't seen them, whatever, but they hadn't even heard of them before. And I'm like, what the, what's happening? Am I this old already that, like, this is crazy? Clerks. Hadn't even heard of Clerks. Okay. Not an Orbanich movie. Yep. But, like, you know. Office Space. Hadn't even heard of Office Space. I feel like everyone knows the movie okay. Office Space. No? And then Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. Hadn't even heard of Harold and Kumar go to White okay. Castle. Okay. Those are, I mean, those are three kind of niche movies. Are they, though? But also, I'm living, not, well, yeah, I'm living with a person, as well as um, my coworker and future roommate. Uh, both of these people just don't watch movies and don't know anything about movies. I'm like, what? Interesting. What? Especially my my coworker that I'm going to be living with like hasn't watched anything since the Rugrats movie as a kid, 
And so wait, anytime wait, I mention what, I, not not literally, I take back what I said. I think movie, that but, this person lives under a rock. But, like anytime I I want to go, like, have you seen this? Uh, no, I know you haven't seen this, and because he doesn't watch anything, he was like, and then uh, my roommate's like, yeah, at home we don't even have a TV. Like, how do these people live? That's my whole life is sitting in front of a TV, whether I'm playing games, watching movies, or watching TV, or enjoying. <laughs> A, a good 3D pornography. I haven't done that in a long time. Man, I missed that. You missed that? Well, you have VR now. Why do you need 3D pornography? It's just so much more of a hassle to get it onto the systems that you could view it in the headset. It's also weird. It is weird. It's it is very weird. weird. I've I've done it a few times, and it's thrilling and weird <laughs> all at the same time. And then at the end, you're like, ah, I don't know where any of this splooge went because <laughs> i can't see the real world <laughs> i don't think that the valve index is going to change that at all it, well, I think that well, it might because it has front-facing cameras that you can then see through right <laughs> so at the last moment you can flip the is cameras and help? see where your splooge went <laughs> <laughs> but what if it covers the camera now you just can't see anything then you'll know because that's my super know. short show, Disney. Boom. Valve's Index VR headset will officially cost $9.99, and here's what it's all about from Sean Hollister at The Verge. Uh, yes, Valve released their first complete solution from Valve. They had previously partnered with HTC to make the HTC Vive and Vive Pro, uh, which are <coughs> built for Steam. Uh, but Valve has now made their own headset. It is $9.99. For everything. That's if you get the headset, the sensors, and the controllers. They have redesigned controllers as well as uh, some redesigned sensors. Um, so if you need all of that, that, again, does not include the price of the PC that you need to play any of this stuff. It's $1,000. You can buy individual pieces of it as well because it, it does have compatibility with HTC's uh, stuff. So if you have a, maybe a Vive or a Vive Pro right now, you can use the same base stations. You can even use the same controllers if you want. But you can just get the headset. Uh, so I'm running through some some prices. The index headset and controller bundle, so no sensors, is $749. But if you want that, that's back ordered till the end of August. God, sorry, I'm hiccuping up some awful things right now. The index headset itself is $500, but that's back ordered till the end of September. Index controllers by themselves, because you can use the new controllers with the Vive headset, $279, back ordered till July 31st. And the index base station. So if you just want the upgraded base station, that's one forty nine. Back ordered till June twenty eighth. Uh, so people want this, despite its high price, which is nice because it is going to be like the king of the VR experience mm-hmm. uh, for the time being. It could also just be that they didn't make a lot of them. Yeah, that's possible. Um, an article from PC Gamer by Christopher Livingston. It sold out in thirty minutes, and he reached out to them and said, "Like, hey, like, how many did you sell?" And he has not heard back yet. So they're not being open about that. Yeah. Uh, so what is this? Why? What distinguishes it from the Vive Pro? Uh, high resolution, I guess. Like, honestly, I was kind of looking at the specs, kind of going, this all seems like a standard headset to me. Yeah. It's not wireless. It has, it's not wireless. As far from what I read, I think it has the same resolution per eye as the Vive Pro. Yeah. The, the controllers are interesting. Yeah. The controllers let you really use your individual fingers more freely than you can. Like they're saying, like if you want to grab out an object, you literally just grip. Which is good for fingering in VR porn. (laughs) (laughs) 
No, but I, like, no joke. Literally, you could do that. Like, it does track your fingers to that degree. And like, they're showing him making a peace symbols. They show like a little like video of like him moving individual like fingers, and you can actually see it responding to individual mm-hmm. fingers. How many um, games is... are going to program support for that though? I mean, not immediately, but the, if it's out there and other companies start doing it, Oculus has talked about doing that. Um, I mean, if Valve is doing it, it means the HTC uh, uh, Vive can do that as well. So like, it's going to be in the PC sphere very soon. So I think that's going to be adopted pretty pretty heavily. You're adopted. I'm not adopted. I wish I was, though. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm kidding. I love my mom. So, um, I I mean, I think a lot of people are buying this because it seems like it's a really high-quality headset. And I think that this is a time where people have been getting into VR who really wanted to be in VR back in 2016. They already got into VR back in 2016 when Oculus Rift came out, when the Vive was coming out. And now they want the, the next step up. But honestly, I don't think the Rift S is a big enough step up for a lot of people if they've already had headsets. And I think the same thing is true for the Vive as well. They could go for the Vive Pro, but the rumors of Valve doing something, it's out. I think that's going to be more appealing to people who are really dedicated into VR. Because people who use VR, like you, are fanatical about it. So they wouldn't mind putting $1,000 down on a premium headset because they want to get a better experience than they already like doing. So I think this is just people who are fanatics getting this right now. I don't think this is a sign of a renewed interest in in VR. I think for a lot of people, this is the next generation VR headset. It's not the Rift S. It's not the Vive Pro. It's the Valve one. Yeah. That's kind of how I'm looking at it. Well, Oculus has something to say as well, because the Oculus Quest, Quest, God damn it. (laughs) <laughs> Oculus Quest and Rift S begin shipping in May with pre-orders available today. So both of them are $400. They are both available on May 21st, and you can order them today. So the Quest is the wireless headset, and uh, like all in one package. And then the Rift S is basically the upgraded one that you connect to your PC. Um, Holden, do so you... I saw both these headsets. Yeah, you did. I did. I did not, them. to be clear. I did not use them. I held them. I have not gotten an opportunity to use them yet. Um, something really interesting I noticed, I, I really think is, is worth mentioning. I held the Quest, and I'm like, holy fuck, this is a premium, like, feels really, really nice. I mean, at $200, I thought the Go felt nice. This is $200 more, and it feels like it's $200 more. Really nice. It even brings back the ability to space the lenses and all that. It's very... It has a nice like kind of uh, cloth kind of texture around the whole thing inside, around the sides, um, inside the headset as well. And then you hold the Rift S, and it it just feels cheap in comparison. Really? Yeah. Um, I was really surprised by that. It doesn't. It's not. I don't think it's going to be bad at all. I'm sure it's going to look really nice, all that kind of stuff. But like the plastics in the Rift felt nicer than the Rift S. I had both of them side by side. I could hold both of them. I just preferred the feel of the Rift S. Um, the strap on the top is much better than the Rift, to be clear. It's a lot more like the PSVR one. Just to be clear. Just to be clear. But it's the same price point as the Quest, right? Mm-hmm. It's really just a... It doesn't have the battery. It doesn't have the processor. It doesn't have any of the other stuff that's going on in the Quest... 
it's literally just a monitor you strap to your face. And it doesn't have as nice materials as the Quest does. It doesn't feel as nice. Maybe part of that's that the Quest is heavier because it does have more stuff going on inside the headset. But here's where my kind of thought goes, oh, I think this is just a cheaper-made product. It doesn't have the spacer for your eyes. Oh. But the Quest does. Interesting. Think about that for a second. The Rift, it'd be make more sense if the Rift S had it because that should be cheaper to manufacture than the Quest. The Quest has a has a comparable screen. So it's not like there really is a huge difference other than the Quest has more going on in it because it has batteries. It has its own processor. It's its own self-contained unit. I just thought that was very, very interesting. What I, I don't know what to make of that. I wonder if it's like it's a, uh, if they're trying to market the Quest as like their flagship product and it's more accessible. $400 gets you in. Yep. You don't have to have a PC. So they're trying to make that the more premium experience. Yeah. Or premium feeling experience to people because they want that to sell better maybe. Or, and I think they expect it to sell better. Yeah. So they know that they're not made, they might not get the higher margin off of it, but they're going to make up for it in volume. Right. So th- whereas the Rift S is much more niche. So they need to make more profit per unit. Also, something about the Oculus Quest versus the regular Oculus is the Oculus Quest, you don't have a PC. So you are, you, it is a closed off uh, environment. Like you, you have to buy and purchase things from the Oculus store. That's Whereas true. Oculus, it's guaranteed revenue. Yeah, so that's from the store. It's like the app yeah. store on iPhone. Like that's a great point. That's they really they're going to make so much money off of that because that's the only way people can yeah. buy stuff. Versus the Oculus Rift, where you could go and play Steam stuff on it. Yeah, the the eye spacing sliders just really surprises me because that's the Quest is now the only Oculus headset sold that has that. The Go doesn't have it. The Rift S doesn't have it. Do they still sell the and Oculus Go? They do. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I can't remember the last time I ever was in a Best I don't know if I've been in like an electronics store that has a section for VR in it. I mean, I'm I sure really I have, to... but I've just never looked at it. I mean, that's literally Chicago, your job. Have... No, I know. <laughs> just yeah. to be in an electronics store with a VR section. <laughs> um, but yeah. I'm, sure, yeah, so I'm sure they did in Chicago. They, I'm sure they did. Um, yeah, so... It's interesting. I've not used one yet, so I don't know what the experience is like. But I just thought that was worth mentioning. I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah. The, the difference in, in how they feel and the quality of them. Um, but the launch lineup has also been announced for the Oculus Quest. And there are Beat a lot Saber. of games. Um, I highlighted, I thought, were the biggest Beat ones. Saber. I don't know if you want to That's look That's all you need to know. See. Beat Saber. Beat Saber. So Coming Beat to the Oculus Quest. Keep talking and uh, nobody explodes. Good game. Breaks the- Oh, uh, Expect You to Die, Job Simulator. Also a good game. Moss, Robo Recall, yep. Super Hot, so excited for Super Hot. Yep. Thumper, Virtual Virtual Reality. I really, really recommend. If you have the ability to play that game in VR, I really recommend it. It's like a $10 game, but it's really fun. And then VR Chat is coming as well. Nice, nice, um, nice. Did you see anything else in that list that was notable to you at all? I kind of highlighted the notable ones. I'm looking back through it right now. Ooh. Yeah, fucking eating the butt. Rec Room? I feel like people play Rec Room a lot. I I saw that one, but I didn't know it off the top of my head, so I didn't highlight it. Uh, Oculus Browser? I, know, I thought that was funny. <laughs> they include Oculus Browser, Oculus Gallery, Oculus TV, and Oculus Video launching with the Oculus Quest. To me, it's like Apple saying, guys, and the new iPhone's going to come with the phone app, notes, email, <laughs> text messages. Um, I mentioned that. Apex Construct. 
oh, to clear. Nothing to do with not, Apex Legends. That's just kidding. Yeah, I think that's the that's the um, the game that everyone confused it with on Steam. Then they review bombed it because it wasn't Apex Legends. I think that's what that was. <laughs> It's funny. Yeah, so I mean, I think that's... I mean, th- there are a lot of games in that list. There's definitely less games that are worth getting than there are... Fewer. The, the percentage of games worth getting is not very high. Um, but the games that are there are really good VR games. Yeah, definitely worth. Uh, like, almost everything we said uh, I've played and is 100% recommend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, very cool there. Um, Woo! I'm curious what the response is once it starts getting out there. The reviews have been fairly positive from what I've seen. Yeah, from everything. Like, it works magically, and yeah. the tracking, even on the outside, is really great. It has cool features. Mm-hmm. The only thing that I've seen is, uh, I forget what reviewer I was reading that mentioned it, but it's like, obviously, it's running on a mobile processor, which means they have to make a lot of sacrifices in terms of, like, fidelity and stuff like that. But for most of the experiences, it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. And... Uh, I think anyone getting the headset is kind of expecting that anyway. Yeah. It's just kind of a miracle it works anyway. <laughs> it's a miracle. It's a Christmas miracle. <laughs> well, great, Holden. Thank you for treating to this. Us to that little uh, Oculus section. We're going to move oh, no on problem. to our sponsorships. One day. One day soon we'll come up with a better name for this segment that more reflects what it actually is. Let's talk about one thing first. Hashtag thanks for creating. We've been kind of lazy on this, but we're going to get back to it this week. Hashtag thanks for creating is our way of saying thank you to the people who create the things we love in the gaming industry. This week. Can we be clear about this, by the way? Just to be clear. You've been lazy about this recently. I've always been lazy about this. Holden still did one of these. <laughs> I did one. He of did these. one of these because he's a piece of shit. Yeah, I'm a piece of shit. Uh, I've thanked a lot of people on Twitter, so I get attention for it, as well as just via email to people who don't have Twitter, so I don't get attention for that, but I did it anyway, because I'm a hashtag good person. So, use the hashtag Unlike thanks me, for creating. Shut up. Get out of here. <laughs> hashtag thanks for creating this week. Thank the actor who portrayed your favorite game villain. Whoever that might be, whether it's Lazarevich from Uncharted 2, don't let it be that person, or anyone else. Thank that person. Uh, and use the hashtag thanks for creating so we can see all the love. We'll put out the graphics so you can retweet it so that people understand what you're talking about too. Um, then we're talking about BARF, Backlog Accomplishment with Respawn and Friends for May and June. Again, it is Borderlands 2. You can play along with us on your own if you like. And please send us your experience. We want, we're going to do this. At the end of June, when we have our BARF side quest for this game, I want there to be 140, or let's do modern Twitter, 280 character or less reviews of this game. I want those from our community. So as you guys are playing it right now, start formulating your 280 character reviews. Um, But if you're part of the special group of people who give us money on patreon.com slash fire, you can play with us tonight or any other Tuesday night over the next two months and randomly else throughout the week whenever we decide we want to play. Um, do that by joining at patreon.com slash responding fire two more things one nerds at large some friends that we've had on the show and we've been on their show they have a spoiler cast podcast and they are talking about game of thrones every single monday morning after the episode airs you can hear our sexy ass voices on it talking about all sorts of sexy ass things that are happening on that show and then finally it's better than the show itself it is 
Can Idiots. confirm. One person said that right now. It was Holden Depardo. <laughs> and finally, unbiased opinion. Ryan subscriber interrogatives. We have a uh, big old goose egg for subscriber interrogatives. Here's my goose noise. Uh, uh, uh. Here's Ryan doing a goose egg noise. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> So if you have a question you'd like to ask us about um, anything video game related, send those in to us at on Twitter at RespawningFire, to our email, RespawningFire at gmail.com, or shout it at a duck. Find a duck. If you're in Charlotte, North Carolina 15 years ago, you go to the Tryon house, they got a duck pond out there. <laughs> go yell at those ducks. <laughs> but if for some reason you're not at the Tryon House restaurant 15 years ago in Charlotte, North Carolina, then don't do that because it's a retirement home now. <laughs> but also, if you were to film yourself going to retirement home and shouting video game questions at old people, you can do that too. <laughs> Oh my god! I was not able to follow what you were saying for a certain point. I was just so just distracted by how red your face is. Your face is so red. Please, dear God, someone send us send us a video of that. I don't think it's likely to happen. Oh Ted. Matter of fact, I think it's more likely than that to happen. There are literally over a hundred. There are between one hundred and two hundred people who listen to the show. One of you has to have an in to where old people are, and you all know how to yell. To where, old people, where do the old people <laughs> hang out? They're hanging out at what used to be the Try On House restaurant. <laughs> oh God! I wish one. Maybe Parker. Maybe Parker. Bagale said it right. He's from Charlotte, North Carolina. Maybe he knows what the try on house is. Hold <laughs> <laughs> it, move on. Take it. All right. So, our main quest we're talking about Star Citizen. There was an article by Forbes, sorry, by Matt Perez for Forbes. That really detailed kind of some of the behind the scenes stuff of Star Citizen, and they basically got a chance to interview twenty people that worked there. It's really funny, Chad. I know I'm it's so hysterical. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ! Oh God, I'm good. I'm good. But also, Are you ready? If you want to send us a video of you yelling at a duck. Your face has been consistently red this entire time. (laughs) It is bright red. Oh, God, I'm good. I'm good. Breathe deeply. (laughs) I want to hear those breaths. You can't can't say that. It's 2019. You can't ask people for their breasts. (laughs) That's right. I was asking for your deep breasts. Oh, I want to see those deep breasts. (laughs) Okay. (sighs) Uh, Speaking of deep... Star Citizen's got deep pockets because that game was expensive to make so far. $244 million. Um, it says $300 million here, but the most recent stat is $244 million, apparently. Or sorry, $288 million. 
Um, I, 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 if someone said three hundred million, I'd be like, yeah, that's fine. That's right. That's true. All right, fine. Two hundred eighty-eight we'll million is like if twelve million went missing somewhere. Like that's that's an accounting error. That's a logistical error. Well, apparently a lot of errors uh, behind the scenes here. So, for anyone who doesn't know, Star Citizen is a game from Chris Roberts, who was the creator of uh, Wing Command. Or sorry, Wing, uh, Wing Commander. Wing Command. Wing Commander. Which one was it again? I don't know. I, n- I know none of this. You know none of this. Okay. So he basically started like investing in movies and, and getting into that industry, and then about. I want to say in 2012, 2011, he decided he was going to make this game called Star Citizen, which, best way to describe it, is realistic version of No Man's Sky and even more ambitious, like even grander in scale. Um, except he wants to make, rather than like a procedurally expanding universe, it's like always growing as you explore it. Mm-hmm. He's making 100 star systems. Like, he's going to make 100 star systems with planets and moons and all this shit. And you can, you're still thinking about I'm it. I'm still trying not to laugh at Tryon House. <laughs> <laughs> I get to see, like, your face squirming. Not to laugh. <laughs> anyway, so he put the game as crowdsourcing. It raised six point something million dollars. And he said that's going to be enough because the game's already 12 months into production. Well, he ran out of money really fast, and he kept getting more crowdfunding. And a lot of that has, as we talked about, been through selling ships that you can use in alpha versions of the game, but the ship might cost like $1,500 or $3,000 just to use the ship in a game that's not even really fully playable yet. And he's been working on this game for an incredibly long time. Now, the controversy is, is if the game's even real or not... And whether or not it's even going to come out. Now, at $288 million, at the end of last year, he had $14 million left. So they've burned through all of that. They still don't have a release date in sight. They've now branched it off into a second game uh, called Squadron 42, which is going to be like a single-player like story narrative version that features Mark Hamill and Gary Oldman and um, what was uh, Julian Anderson from X-Files. It just keeps blossoming and growing bigger. So 20 people have come forward to kind of talk about what's behind the scenes there. And they just say that this guy is super involved in every single detail of the process and is unbelievably demanding to the point where, like, he'll focus on what the light of a shield around a ship looks like. And a guy will just work on that for months because Chris Roberts will keep coming back being like, no, 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 change it, make it different. I want it some other way now. Or this one guy said in... In 18 months of working on this game, he's on character development and like in the writing part of it, and he only wrote five characters and only created five characters in that time frame because he kept getting different messages and everything had to go through him. And they keep adding features, but it's never consistent behind the scenes. So there's no clear direction. There's no focus for this whatsoever, and they've burned through the biggest budget in games, like period. Like it's an ma- unbelievably massive budget for the game, and there's no end in sight for it. But then it gets more questionable. Where okay, well, he's honest about what the, where the money's being spent, except for executive pay. He doesn't mention who how much the executives get paid. Oh, and the executives include his brother and his wife. And oh, he used to rent in L.A. for like a decade, and now he just bought like a five million dollar home, and it's starting to get kind of questionable. 
but it's still not fraud because he's definitely is still making a game. Like he is still hiring people and they're working on it and it's going absolutely nowhere. And I just find this story really, really fascinating. I mean, unfortunately it doesn't really, there's really not much more beyond that. The article goes a lot into like how crazy his wife is, but they don't really tie that into her behavior in the studio. There's not really talk about how she's acted unusual or too demanding or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I just find this whole story really interesting. I don't know if you have any take on it. I not, I, like... I know almost nothing about this except for that you've been like secretly wanting to do an expose on this game for months. Not an expose. I just wanted to talk about it um, and spend more time researching it. But then Forbes did this whole big piece on it, so we would just talk about that. I, um, I have questions. Have we ever yeah. seen anything from this game like a trailer Absolutely. gameplay trailer yes. or anything like that yeah tons of stuff so like i mentioned squadron 42 there's a trailer for that out there that has mark hamill and gary oldman and, and julian anderson in it like you can see that um you can go online and watch hours of gameplay of this because people have alpha builds of the game and have been playing it so like that's where it's like well it's not fraud because people are getting something back yeah. and it's also crowdfunding so if they're paying $3,000 for that ship and they were promised that ship and they got that ship for $3,000, it's really malicious, but it's not fraud. So it, so the alpha versions of this game, what's... Oh, I assume like there are things broken? Like, like so crazy it's more or? like have like highly controlled parts of the game. So like it's mining. This is just a mining part of the game. You can only mine. You can't leave your ship. You can't do anything. You can just mine. This part of the game, you can walk around a space station, but you can't do anything else. So you can really just kind of like walk around it. Like it's just like fragmented parts that have no, no cohesion to each other, basically. Gotcha. <clears throat> um, but if you're backing the game, you can access that stuff and you have the ability to buy $3,000 ships. What's the, uh, is there any kind of indication from that article or in any research that you've done? Like, how are people who are backing this, how do they feel about it? Are people, like, super angry? Are they like, well, yeah, I'm playing it? Or are they just like, yeah, I funded this and I don't expect to see any money from it? It's mixed. I mean, some people say they feel like they got lied to, but other people are really holding on to hope and are really hyped about it. And I think a lot of that is the fact that they do get something tangible that they can see, even though it might not be a full game. So it is kind of mixed. And, like, the article even opens up with... An event um, back in 2018 where he showed off more footage of the game and people were like cheering and excited. And even though the demo crashed almost immediately after it started, they all laughed and like it wasn't like a boo, you suck, you're cheating us kind of thing. Like I think people just kind of get it and I think they expect this unbelievably ambitious game, more ambitious than anything that's ever happened. So they're willing to wait. That's weird to me. I mean, at this point, put out something and, and the game is service, build it over time. Yeah. What is it about this game that has people like so willing to spend all of this money on it? Is it does it look like does it look incredible or does it have just high name it, talent or all the concept stuff they show is really cool. It looks unreal. I mean it really does look unreal. It's made in the Unreal Engine. Uh, I actually don't know what engine it's in, but when you start seeing like the mining videos and what the gameplay looks like, it's kind of like hearing about No Man's Sky and then playing the early builds of No Man's Sky. But I don't want to judge it because it's alpha. And so like, I don't really care about the game. I just find it more interesting that this is basically vaporware that you can already see and use. I'm looking and at some of these screenshots the and it does look unreal, really right? it looks great. Yeah. 
Like, don't you see that screenshot and go, man, I, I kind of want to go there and play that game. And you have to remind yourself, yeah, but it's probably not real. So <laughs> it's probably never going to happen, I think is the better way to put it. I don't know. That's only been, what, six years, seven years? We had Last Guardian. We had Final Fantasy fifteen. But he kept <laughs> saying, like, oh, it's going to come out in 2014. And then it came out in 2014. And then 2016. And now he's just saying... I'm not putting a date on it. It's just going to come out whenever it comes out. He did say that uh, Squadron 42, however, is going to be... It will come out in 2020. So, st- Sorry, a beta version of Squadron 42 will come out in 2020. Um, so that's interesting. Going back to the cost of the stuff, though, I just want to get how much money people are spending on this game. There are people who have spent upwards of $24,000. Oh, my God. What? On these what? ships. There's one guy who I thought this was interesting here. Um, where was it? Um, he sued them for not. Oh, here it was. Um, yes, Lord First backed Star Citizen in 2013 and eventually spent four thousand five hundred dollars buying spaceships. Last year, Lord unsuccessfully sued Cloud Imperium for a refund. You take something that is bad, like spending too much money in a video game, you turn it into a socially exclusive club and make it desirable. Cheers to their marketing department, he says. Bizarrely, this is an interesting part. Bizarrely, Lord, who claims to have poor impulse control, continued to buy more spaceships even after his lawsuit failed. Oh my god! <clears throat> so people are really into this game. Is is there any kind of like these when you're backing it and you're putting money into it? Is there any kind of promise that like you get to see some like you're producing this game, you get to see some part of the profits or anything like that, or is it just like like Kickstarter, where it's like you give us money and we'll give you a couple of these pre-order bonuses, but you are not you are not guaranteed any percentage of the profits? I just assumed it was just a normal crowdfunding, which is yeah. you just you will get the game when it comes out because that blows my mind. That anyone... I don't I don't know. I don't know for sure. But yeah, if you're putting $24,000, $4,500, and it's not an actual investment. Right. If you're not seeing any kind cases, of return on that, like what? Yeah. But but the the return is they're buying spaceships. That do nothing. Like in a game that doesn't really know, work but, right now. But technically speaking, the price tag said $3,000 for a spaceship you know can do nothing, and they got nothing. Oh, my God. So like... If I said, hey, Chad, I have a rock here. It's $3,000. You went, oh, boy, absolutely. I'll buy that for $3,000. You can't sue me. I didn't lie. I told you it was a rock. You bought it for $3,000. So this, there's something wrong, yes, with the the development of this thing and the, the way it's being run. But there's also something wrong with the people that are investing in this as well. Like, they are not completely faultless <laughs> in all of this. Oh, I, I think it'd be... Ins- I mean, if you said, hey, I put 20 bucks in because I think it's a cool game. I want to see it happen one day. Sure, yeah. But yeah, the people who are putting in, like, the, the guy who sued, like, yeah, it's, it's a problem. And it, it sounds like he admits it's a problem. I mean... Yeah, that's a, that's like a, you know, gambling and fiscal responsibility kind of thing. Not a, yeah, yeah I put $60 down on a game that I hope comes out one day. No, it's a, mm-hmm. you have problems with spending... They're, they're like, the those are probably the people that spend thousands and thousands of dollars on mobile games. The the whales that those mobile game companies go after, just because of poor and, impulse control. Yeah, and and what's interesting in this case though is that they're still going to make this game. They're still going to sell these ships because it works, and they're not going to stop. I mean, the gardener is the is Robert's wife, and she just basically said, "Well, where's the quote? It just it's not." Our responsibility to tell people how to spend their money. Oh yeah, here's it it's not my place to talk about what people spend their money on. Like they just don't. 
care. Like it's like, well, we're gonna put it out there. If they buy it, they buy it. And I just feel like it's really unethical. Yeah. Considering <clears throat> they don't know when this is coming out. And when you're that far out and it's software development, there's a good chance it just might not happen. And now you're having people spend this kind of money to fund a project that I don't know. I just I feel weird about it. But if you yeah, yeah, absolutely it's weird. I feel like it's one of those things though, if you're working on this game that if you do enough work to make it look like the game is still in development, but you keep taking the whole paycheck, like you could just continue doing this in perpetuity as long as people are willing to to pay for it. Yeah. And this could be your side hustle while you do something else, like a dream project, like whatever 42 is that they're doing, Squadron 42. That's, yeah, I, that's really, really icky and gross, and I don't see why anyone would do would put any money towards this, but they somehow keep getting money. $300 million. That's to be clear, sun. $288 million. <laughs> yeah, but that was, uh, that's a bookkeeping oh, I was, error. I was, being, I was joking. Um, just to be clear. Just to be clear, I was joking. <clears throat> I'm curious where this goes. I really just feel like this is not going to end that well. And all, another thing, too, is people who were talking in to Forbes, the way they're talking made it seem like they've worked with him froze. before, and they're not surprised. It's kind of like, oh, your face is looking real is dumb what... in the screenshot right now. There you <laughs> oh, are. This is what Chris is like. Hi. It's just us reconnecting, but I'm sure you'll. Yeah, I'm here. Be inside I can again. see you. I can't see you, though. It's just us reconnecting. Actually, I can see you moving behind the frosted glass panel that Whoa, says reconnecting. Freaky. It's tricky to rock around to rock around this right in time. It's tricky. Interesting. I I I do. I guess inevitably one day we will see an article saying Star Citizen not ever coming out. People are angry, angry class action lawsuit, and then one day we might even see so and so going to jail for fraud. But I don't know if they could go to jail for fraud right I now. Really think- no, but maybe whatever causes the game to never come out. I yeah, imagine that's where cool. this is all going. Maybe that's maybe that's part of it is. They know they can't finish the game. It's like Enron. Like at a certain, like they knew that company was going down. Uh, like the people at the very top, they knew it was going down, and they just kept telling everyone to keep investing. Everyone in the company to keep investing in the four hundred one k. Please put your money into it because they would financially benefit from that. Because they're just looking out for themselves in the, in the crash. I think it's a similar kind of thing. Maybe like they know it's not going to work out, so they're just going to keep doing this and, and benefit as much as they can until it crashes and burns. Yeah. Oh, that's yicky. Short tangent. Enron, smartest guys in the room. Awesome documentary. Really good documentary. Where can I watch really it? Really disturbing. It's on Netflix, I think, but if it's not on Netflix, it's worth renting. I'm not going to pay money for it. I already subscribed to several streaming services. Well, it's been on Netflix before. It'll Ooh. come back again. It's the cycle. It's it's like Netflix, then Hulu, then HBO, then back to Netflix again. <laughs> then huh. Hulu, and then HBO. I probably won't so watch it, so but I bet it's fascinating. It's fascinating. I've seen it like five times. I think it's a great documentary. What's that Steve Carell movie about the housing market? Oh, Big Short. Big Short. Really good, too. I think we went and saw that in theaters together, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think we did. Yeah. Good movie. Sounds good. Well, thank you, Holden, for You're bringing that uh, main quest. Uh, yeah, well, I know that. <laughs> um, for bringing that main quest to us from Star Citizen. Star Citizen. 
We're going to move on to our end game, starting with our first segment of end game called We're So Fucking Humble, which is an, a segment where we take a back seat and uh, be really humble while we let our guests um, bring a little bit of information they want to talk about and lead. Um, so go ahead and take it away, guests. Hold on. While they are, uh, while they're talking and we're not listening to whatever the guest is saying, can you do me a favor? Am I still reconnecting on your screen? Yeah, you want to hang up and call you back? Yeah, hang up real quick and then call me back. Okay. Okay, right. go for it. Go. All right. But shh, we have to be yeah. respectful of talking right yeah. now. Yeah, but don't quit your audio stream. Like, keep recording in Logic. Thanks. Okay. I'll see you soon. Okay. Oh, there we go. Yep. Okay. Yeah, can you see me now? Yes. Oh, do you have to do the... Yeah, you have to do the thing with your microphone and your headphones. Yeah, Okay. Just make sure they don't hear it. That's going to stop logic, isn't it? That's going to stop logic, right? No, it didn't stop. Okay, okay. Great. Thank you so much, guests. That was very insightful. Uh, brilliant. Very brilliant. Uh, sorry, I had nothing to add to the conversation. You guys just covered it so well. well. I, everything was said. Yeah, everything was said. Everyone is dead. I am bread. <laughs> Go feed bread to the ducks and try on out. <laughs> I'll be honest with you, guests. Um, Chad wasn't listening to you during We're So Fucking Humble. He was just thinking about that again. That was at the try on house. They always, they always gave you a basket of bread. And we would always want to go feed the bread to the ducks. And it was just like... That was like, Mom, I don't want to sit at this table and wait for food to come. Can I go feed this bread to the ducks? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> We're going to move on to Game On Game Show. Game Show on our gaming show called Game On. We play a game on a game show called Game On the Game Show. Game, 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 game. This week, we have another episode of Now Flesh It Out. Now Flesh It Out, where we take two games, cross them with each other, and then flesh out what that game might end up looking like. So, I've got three entries here. Our first one is Jet Set Radio. Are you familiar with Jet Set Radio? Uh, yeah, I've heard of it. Do you understand what the game is? It's about radios on jets. Nah. No. No. You're, it's, like a, it's like a cel-shaded, very neon. You're roller skating around like skate parks. There's graffiti everywhere, and you're running away from cops. Yeah, I've been told I should play it, and I've never it's okay. desired to. Uh, Jet Set Radio, cross, Pokemon Snap. What does that game look like? You know, Are you familiar with Pokemon Snap? Take pictures of Pokemon. Take pictures of Pokemon. <laughs> or take pictures of ducks in the trial. <laughs> <laughs> so what if... What if the game is... All the Pokemon are on roller skates, and it's really hard to take pictures of them. Oh, my God. chase them around. Or they're all on roller skates, and it's like you have to catch them, but they're all greased up. <laughs> like pigs. <laughs> and, you, and you can't catch them, but they're all... I want to see... I want to see, like, a Kangaskhan or something like that on roller skates. Or a Tauros on roller skates. I think what it is is Chad just wants to go see some Psyducks and throw bread at them. <laughs> uh, something else I thought this could be, which would be really cool, is like a, 
almost like a Where's Waldo type thing with graffiti. And then there's like Pokemon hidden oh. in the graffiti and you got to like snap their picture. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I think they get boring really fast. Okay. Okay. Here's the thing. What's that game? The Sony exclusive, the Sony first party game coming out with your graffiti stuff. Oh, con- concrete, concrete giant. Concrete giant. Yes. Yeah. Uh, concrete giant. So the graffiti moves and there's shit in it and you're painting it. What if it is, um, <laughs> stay with me. <laughs> oh, where's Waldo of the graffiti? But you have to take pictures of the Pokemon in it. But the Pokemon move. <laughs> All right. I see where you're going with that one. <laughs> A radical idea that's completely different from the last. Oh, uh, something with that. I'm still not liking it. <laughs> uh, or, it feels yeah. kind of similar. You're right. You're exactly right. Um, oh, just like the idea though of just being in roller skates, just catching Pokemon and just picking them up. That's just all you do. You're just, <laughs> just skating around, just picking up Pikachu's and stuff. Great. That's it. That's the whole game. Perfect. That's what we've decided. Jet Set Radio cross Pokemon Snap looks like. Number two, yep. FIFA cross Knack. <laughs> Knack, the infamous PS4 launch title. Here's one thing. Yeah, is the goal itself and the goalie is knack and like when you go to shoot the hoop like he'll just like come out of the pole of the hand and like block it and stuff okay okay he is he is the goal here's one thing i was thinking of knack a lot of the game is like you consume other pieces of debris around you to make yourself bigger or the opposite you like shed stuff to make yourself smaller what if the longer the soccer ball is in play the more shit from the field that it picks up and the bigger the ball becomes which means it's easier to block. The goalie can block it easier because it's a bigger ball. But also, if you get it past the goalie, you get more points because it's bigger. So is that risk-reward. Do I keep it small and make it harder to block or, and get fewer points? Or do I make a bigger ball and kick it around the field? The longer it's on the field, the more points it's worth, but also the easier it is to block. You also do this. I could if tell from pass. the look on your face that like, the entire time I was talking, you're like, I can't wait for him to stop talking so I can talk. Yeah. <laughs> I have this idea. Whenever you pass, mm-hmm. you meld with the other player. So very quickly so it becomes this... one player on the field. No, because you move slower. So like I can be fast and move around really quickly, but if I'm cornered, I have to make the decision of, do I try to evade <laughs> this or do I have to pass to get out of the way, which slows me down? It's a, de- it's a, it's a decision you have to make. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't listen to any of it because I thought about the try-on house. Here's a funny thought, though. What if we both said the same thing? <laughs> Wait, you were just waiting for me to stop talking? I was thinking about try-on house. <laughs> oh, man. Um, great. I'm sure what you said was different and equally as exciting. <laughs> I really think it's the same thing. That'd be really funny. Uh, game number three. We sports cross kill zone. What? We sports cross okay, kill zone. So this is how it is. It's just kill zone, but you're playing as a me throwing bowling balls at <laughs> Like underhanded, like throwing the bowling balls at everyone. That's the whole game. Or is it an alien murder simulator? 
and you have to like every single gun you get in kill zone there's a separate plastic shell for it for your Wii remote so, and you have to just practice killing people and it's, it feels just like real life when you kill people but then you get the me the Wii plus add-on and it feels even more like killing people or even better okay you you've watched you don't watch regularly Sunday in Philadelphia right I've seen I've seen most of it. This, but so I've there's a lot of it. so what? Okay, think about this: kill zone, you versus the Hellgast. Hold on, I have an awesome idea. I'm going to think about it while you talk. Okay, you <laughs> versus the Hellgast, but it's not a firefight. You guys are playing like tennis, or at least like the Olympics for the world championship, and whoever the winner is is like the cool kid, and they get to own. Whatever planet they're fucking fighting over in kills in kill zone, but it's kind of like that episode of Sunny in Philadelphia where they're like, "Oh man, someone's buying the ski lodge," and it's like all eighties themed, and there's like the villains and the two people come out. But we're I gonna win the episode. ski competition. Whoever wins the ski competition gets the rights to or gets the the deed to the ski lodge. And there's a very funny episode, but but that's what it'll be. It's like you guys the fight for the planet, but you guys are gonna play tennis and. Bowling and box for like, the the planet, right to the planet. Like you, you walk into a room just like in Kill Zone, and you have like the Hellgas, you know, peeking out like behind cover and stuff. But when you walk in, rather than shooting you, they just pull out a tennis racket and you throw a ball and you just start playing tennis like in that room. There you go, right there, and just keep moving along. Yeah, there you absolutely. go. And I think what they should name it is Kill Zone Sports Resort. That's like the sequel. That's oh fuck. What's on it? Was there yeah. like a Nintendo Adventureland? Is that what the, was that a thing with for Nintendo Land? Nintendo Land. That's it. Yeah, Killzone Land. Killzone. Killzone Land. Universal Studios announces Killzone Land. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, no one went to Killzone Land. We don't know why. Mm. <laughs> Great. Well, that is the end of now. Flesh it out. Now flesh it out. Which was our game on game on game show. Oh, that's fun to say. Our game on game on game show. Game on game on game on game on. Stacks on stacks on stacks on stacks. That's the end of that. And that's the end of our episode. <laughs> Thank you again so much for joining us. Again, go to Respawn Aim Fire Patreon page, which is patreon.com slash Respawn Aim Fire, where you can become a patron and play with us. Uh, we would love to. Um, also, Alta, Balto, Alto. Remember Balto? Animated dog. Great. Um, we love you. Hashtag thanks for creating. Do that. Play Borderlands 2. And until next time, here's our usual sign-off. Kevin, I'm peeing!